0: All right, welcome to another episode of stories that impact this is episode number 34 and i have a very special guest today sandhya hi sandhya how are you hi Amir. how are you i'm good
1: thank you
0: brother. great i'm doing fantastic thank you very much sandhya all right so i am uh, it's been a while for all my lovely viewers that yeah i was out and now i'm in darwin it's in australia And it's around 8 p.m. here. I'm in quarantine and enjoying my quarantine life. So before I move to Sandhya, let me just give a quick introduction. Uh, Sandhya, Jen is a divine feminine who's the warrior and the healer, both in a womanly package defined by no men, She has her own story blazing through the world, turning history into her story. And when somebody dares to tell her all the things that she cannot be and do, she just smiles and tell them, "I'm war. I am both war and woman. You cannot stop me." Isn't that awesome? With that, today she's gonna share a bit sensitive story on the COVID uh, issue where she had gone through the COVID problem, and she'll share how exact, what exactly happened and how she came out of it. So, Sandhya, amazing, amazing introduction, and uh, it's my pleasure and my honor to get you onto my show. Uh, let us start off with, you know, first, a bit of your introduction, you know, what exactly happened and, uh, you know, how you got the COVID and things like that. Over to you.
1: First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor and pleasure for me to be in your show. Thank you so much for that. So okay. let me just start with a little bit of a disclaimer about who I am from and from where I belong to. So I'm a dancer, a state-level former gymnast athlete, a certified Reiki healer, a medical science student, and I belong and based from Delhi. So I born in a very philanthropic family with a very philanthropic parents. And uh, they also taught me the value of courage and gratitude since I was a little girl. And I have this very amazing you know, guiding philosophy that we all of us have in our lives, that guides us in every tumultuous times in our lives. So I believe strongly that uh, one should never let the circumstances influence them. Instead, they should always influence the energy around them. And this is the same philosophy which helped me to overcome the times of COVID when i was stuck with it and it was so unexpected for me at that time and of course i was shocked i was surprised and I, it was very very difficult time for me to go through because it was a near that experience for me but the moment i decided that i'm not gonna let my circumstances influence me anymore is everything turns out so this is how I played the game so wow. it started yes yeah. so it started uh, from the uh, end week of October. And uh, I was uh, in a very really miserable condition at that time. I was around, you know, facing through a gastroenteritis pain. So, let me first of all tell to my audiences who are watching this what is it exactly the gastroenteritis is. So, gastroenteritis is a condition where the inner you know, lining, the soft and delicate lining of intestines and our stomach gets inflamed and irritated. This has a very mild to severe symptom, for example, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pains, fever, chills indigestion and many other conditions like headaches, head pains and fatigueness. So I was in that condition where I was going through the spectrum of symptoms, going from a mild to moderate to high. And it was late in the night when I screamed out in pain and I was not able to move out of my bed. My father noticed that something is wrong with me and I was not able to call up, call up to them and say, you know, I have something in pain in me. So they come to me and asked me, what happened to you? And I was like, like I, I could feel the shivering in my body. I could feel that I'm not able to say anything because I was using the hand gestures at that time. It was so vulnerable at that time. And they took me to the hospital immediately. And by the time we reached over there, we, I was given under the surveillance of the staff of nurses and doctors who came up to me immediately in an emergency ward. And immediately the treatment hadn't started. So all the laboratory procedures have been done in the check to check out if there is something which can be found immediately and could be taken action against. So they have found nothing and I was being even some painkillers out there at that time. So I was sent back to home. By the time it turns out in the morning, I was a little relieved. But again, my pain started and I was again in a miserable condition by that time. This time, not only uh, pain was arrived right to me, but at the same time, I was started having a fever chill. So my body was shivering all the way long, and I could feel it right through my bones and my muscles. That I am not capable enough to pull out, pull myself out of my bed. It was so vulnerable at that time, as i said So we immediately went to the hospital again, and this was my second visit. This time, again, we were taken under surveillance, and uh, procedures have been done, medications have been given, but no clue was found. By the time it was night, we came back to home and I survived. I actually survived on that day because we were not able to find out what exactly is happening in my body. Everything was normal. My pulse rate, my everything is normal, you know, and um, then something happened. And what exactly is it's around 2 p.m. in the night and I was not able to breathe. My breathe almost gone and I was in such immense pain that it's so Intolerable. I couldn't tell that and put it into words. All of a sudden my breathing has gone. I lose my conscious state and I was numb. I was completely unconscious about my surroundings and what happened happening in my body. My body was not responding to any any stimulus anymore. You pinch me, you just uh, you know touch me, I, I, and my hand folds down. It was no reaction, no response back to it. I remember I was screaming soundless. It was at that time and it was emotional for me because my family my parents my my sister my brother were standing around me some of them were sitting at my feet side and some of them were standing beside me and they were looking at me as they are hoping for me to get better and they were not able to understand what's going on and how should i help her help her because of course, a family couldn't see a person surviving in such immense pain, and then they are not able to capable to do anything, even though they have money, even though they have a medical facility. But as those deaths are diagnosed, have not been clearly made, nothing could be happened. Done. And if my lifeless life, eyes, I was looking at them and ensuring them, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I just want to leave. I was, you know, murmuring at that time with my tongue only, and I was praying to God. You know what, God, I want to alive. I want to leave. Don't let me die. I don't want to die anymore. I have a purpose in my life and I want to leave. Please give me a one life. Give me a one chance. I was actually praying and begging for one breath at that time. Oh. All of a sudden, I fainted out and my sister picked me up. What exactly happened is she hugged me and she came closer to me and she screamed out. Somehow, Sandhya, are you wake up and listen to me? Are you listening to me? And I was not able to listen to her anymore. I was not able to respond to her anymore. I was fainting out and right the moment as slowly I was fainting out, my sister shouted even more, Sandhya, Sandhya, by my name. And she picked my hand up in the high in the sky and she was like, Sandhya, can you hold it? And I dropped down. It was complete state of unconscious where it was so hopeless condition for for my family. Somehow my parents, my family took me up in the vehicle and packed me and, you know, rushed back to the hospital immediately. By the time I reached there, it took almost three hours for me to just get back to my breath, just get back my breath. For three hours consistently, I survived. I fight it just to breathe, just to breathe. I was given medications, of course I was given liberty procedures, of course every test was done on me again and this time the artificial oxygen and the few pipes were inserted into my body just so that I can breathe out. It was painful, absolutely, but I was okay with it because I was crying, my tears were flowing down to my cheeks, I was not able to speak anymore, I was not able to convey how much I'm in a pain in. But somehow a doctor came to me and said, you know what, Sonia, you can do this, you will do this, you're going to survive it, don't worry. And this gives me a little bit of hope and sense of courage that I can do that and I'll do this. Somehow wow. gathered up this courage. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow I just gathered up this courage and somehow I it out for the three hours, straight. And I was hospitalized after that. By the time I will get into a conscious state in the morning, a doctor, my brother, I, I realized by the time I wake up, my sister and my brother were sitting right next after me. They were waiting for me, then I will get into the conscious state. I waked up. I opened up my eyes, and I saw a a crew or the team of doctors were coming and rushing towards me. A senior doctor come to me, and they immediately called my sister and my brother, who were sitting right right next to me. And I was still figuring out what's going on. Why are they not allowing my family to be with me when they're supposed to be with me? And they just immediately uh, tell my parents and my family to go out of the room without even telling them what's going on. And I was still figuring out what's going on. And the doctor came out to me and I asked, I simply asked one person, Doctor, I just wanted to know what's happening with me. Just tell me what happened to me. Why I'm here. And he told me, You know, but darling, you just get COVID positive, but don't worry, you'll be fine. We will do that best. I was numb. I didn't know how to respond back to it because I knew I wake up every single day and listen to a thousand of people dying because of COVID. And I found COVID positive. It was so, you know, when something we call a terminal illness happens to one of our family members, it's a time where prayers do miracles, where the internal courage and positive mindset do wonders. That exactly happened in my case. I was actually numb for a few while and I was, you know, finding out what could I do in this situation. I was, I was not able to respond to anything. And then I immediately picked up a call and I just, then I called my sister, you know, she was at home and I just called her and tell to her, what is happening with me? You know what, what happens to me? And she was like, what? I said, I'm COVID positive. And she was like, you know, what, darling, I knew this, but you are a survivor. You are a fighter. If you can come this far, trust me, you can go for it. And you can, you can do that. She just throughout the way encouraged me and bring me back that Sandhya who was really a fighter and warrior, which I almost forgot at that time. And I just uh, dropped down the call. I went into the bathroom. I walked in the bathroom and I stand and I in the front of a mirror and I talked to myself, you know, that's Sandhya. You are not going to let this COVID take away your life. You're going to take your life back to from the COVID. And I tell the straight away to myself, you're a fighter, you can do this. And it's the time to prove it. You can do this. I just, you know, shuffle up my hair, dust myself off all the negativity, little to cry. And then I just walk aside and walk away from that. Days started passing away and I started the COVID symptoms start to get even more vulnerable. I was wondering, my body started getting losing weight, my hair started falling down, my skin got acne. I wasn't not able to see myself in a mirror because I looked horrible. And slowly and steadily, my every joint of my body starts to fading. And that was a breaking moment for me because I couldn't,
0: Sandeh, sorry, your voice has uh, gone quite low. Can you just check the connection? Oh, and, uh, let me just check it. Yeah, sure. Is it fine now? Much better. Much better. Yeah, continue. Is it fine? Yes, yes, better. Better. Okay.
1: All right, so I was there
0: that uh, yeah, I just decided to shake up myself off and The day started passing away, and every inch of my body wasn't thinking Every inch of my body. No, was it is. Away. It's. I'm so sorry. Uh, it just painted down again. I think that just, just the connection part where it gets connected there, it's a little hazy. Not much. Okay. Yeah, better, better. Continue. Continue, continue now.
1: All right. So every inch of my body was in pain at that time. And I was I was uh, given, and kind the of most difficult part, you know, what we talk a lot about this much of patients have been empathized, this much people have been uh, given medication, this much people are, according to statistics, uh, statistics have found COVID positive. But no one talks about how difficult it is for a COVID patient to survive the treatment. Because after COVID, surviving the treatment was another different kind of rhythm for me. I was inserted this, within the 14 days, which is the time period exactly I stayed in the hospital. I stayed in the hospital and I was hospitalized for that. A cannula was inserted into my blood veins at that time. And of course, my body was so weak and so sensitive at that time that almost 11 times the cannula was inserted brutally into my veins. It was brutal. And every time when they insert a cannula in my hands, in my blood veins, a blood shatters out like craving. It couldn't be stopped. It was so difficult to stop every time. It was so difficult at that time. And I was almost given 10 to 12 injections every single day. Like apart from oral pills, apart from drip that I was being given four times a day, there were 12 brutal injections and antidote that was given to, given to me at that time. And I can tell that I can tell that this was so brutal because every time an injection syringe goes and put it into my skin, a kind of burning sensations and my soul shivers out every time. It was so, so, so vulnerable that simply couldn't be put into the world. It was so vulnerable. Somehow I survived a few days. I was still struggling and I was literally screaming inside of me. I wasn't pain. But the even more vulnerable part comes out when the doctor reached out to me and he said to me hey do you know you're covid positive and i said yes i am very covid po- i am very positive and he said to me yes i can see that i'm wondering that there are many patients out there and none of them are smiling and laughing and you're smiling why so i said this is my way i smile at the situation and the entire narrative changed and he was laughing and he was told to me you know what your parents are there your family is there Almost for a minute, I forgot that, you know, I'm COVID positive and I'm not allowed to go there. And I just jumped out of my bed and, you know, say, hey, yes, yes, I want to meet my parents. And immediately, I realized that I couldn't meet them. And I have to do this every single day for the next 14 days. I can't see their faces. And not even for a 14 days, not even for a single day, I called, I did a video call to them. Not even for a single day, because I knew if I see their faces once, I will not be able to continue with that. I'll be getting emotional. I will be weak because they are my weakness. So I just simply somehow managed to survive without my family for the first time in a terminal illness. And I was completely packed into this closed room without any fresh air, sunlight window. I was not even aware of what the medical conditions are studied and when the day and when the night is. I could simply look at the clock and say, okay, this is the time it's going to be. This was this way. Every single day, I used to wake up to attend to fifteen brutal injections. Apart from them, it was not nice to wake up and having a blood stain on your bedsheet. I'm a medical science student, but when I actually encountered fourteen days in my life where I see blood stains in my clothes in my bedsheet every single day, it was very, very sensitive. It was not nice at all. So even while I was going through these struggles, what I decided to come up with a solution. Now, coming back to a solution, what exactly I did to come out of this is, one day I decided, you know, I'm going to decorate my room. So here is a, you know, a very interesting part that comes out because I just called up my family and tell them, you know, bring all of this, my stuff, my books, my plans, my decorative items, my curtains, my bed sheets. Every single thing they bring out for me, my, my clothes, I change my clothes. I tell them, you know, I want to wear my clothes. I don't want to be like a patient. I am not a patient. So stop calling me a patient, first of all. And every single person in the staff knew that she's the only youngest woman in the hospital at this age who is so positive and she do not want to be called as a patient. So every time a person used to come to me and they don't used to ask to me, how are you from there? I used to ask them, how are you today and how was it day today? then is how the conversation goes like. So start building i start socializing with the people out there with the nurses with the doctors and with other patients as well of course i was not allowed to enter into their room so what i used to do i used to come out of my room and i used to take a walk and from the outskirts of their door i used to stand and i used to ask them how are you and being a certified reiki healer i understand the concept of energy that how energy is everything is simply an energy we ourselves is an energy an energetic being, right so energy has this, you know, very beautiful thing about itself that it can be easily transformed from negative to positivity because energy can either be, you know, can never be destroyed and can never be created. It can only be transformed. And I knew that positivity, the smile, the laughter, and a simple few loving words, how are you today, can change everything. So I used to go to their outskirts of doors and stand over there and you know, tell them, hey, you know what? We are powerful beings. And I used to tell them to give, I used to give them affirmations. I used to give them a set of affirmations. You know what, let's just calm down. Your energy and everything can be changed by just simply being having a positive mindset. So I personally believe this very strongly that no poison can harm you if you have a positive mindset and no medicine can work on you if you have a negative mindset. So with the three elements, positive mindset, courage and gratitude, I overcome the entire part of the struggle not only i decorate my room beautifully and socialize with other people out there but by the way i was very popular at that time <laughs> so i
0: can uh, imagine <laughs>
1: <yeah>. and, I, <laughs> and i used to do a lot of activities by the way so what i used to do is even while uh, being on my bed i used to write i used to write columns, i used to write articles i used to make poetry but i am a very soul. I used to, I my passion uh, passion is writing. So I used to write. I used to write a lot. I used to read a lot. I used to meditate. I used to deep breathing. I used to, you know, there is a process which we call chakra balancing. I used to do it being the healer which I knew I have practiced for a long time. So there's a healing practice which I have done. And of course, a set of affirmations which I used to say every single day, day in my morning and in the night before going to bed. So by simply combining all of these pictures with these breathing, meditation, breathing, writing, creative expressions, poetry, affirmations, I somehow managed to get out of the situations with this. And one major part of that is not only I was courageous enough to stand up every single day and say to myself, I am gonna make it, I am powerful. But also I used to keep a gratitude journal. So even my I, I was in a hospital and I was in an email pain, every single day I used to write at least 10 things. Which really I am generally grateful about. So I knew people were dying here, and I at least have been given a good medical facility. I am been taken care really well. My family is supportive to me and I should be grateful about that Because still a privilege for many people out there. So sure. from starting simply from five things which I start writing in the morning generally, I always, every single, you know, when you're then again a very uh, beautiful thing about gratitude is when you are being grateful, you actually vibrate right at a higher level. And you, when you are grateful, attract more reasons to be grateful about. I one day write five things, another day I write 10 things, and another day I write 15, days, 15 things I'm going to be grateful about. Because so something, somewhere, somehow came to my way to be, be a blessing for me. And I simply found it that's what that's the beauty of the gratefulness and when you are grateful trust me there is a saying which i personally wanted to give this message to everyone out there as well to all the audiences who are watching this live and don't be watching us in our real videos that a grateful soul can even find a comfort in adversity but a complaining soul can even find the adversity and you know comfort So it is, I repeat it again a grateful soul can even find a comfort in adversity, and a complaining soul can even find an adversity in comfort. Now, I guess this is absolutely powerful enough to understand the value of the gratefulness and how it helps you to. Because I have something to look up to every single day because I knew somehow a God is going to bless me. Every single day, I reminded myself, you know, what life is unpredictable, it is too short. To carry this heavy sadness on your Let it go, let it go. Let it just forgive everyone. Even meanwhile, you know, I understand the importance of life, which is unpredictable. See, I never thought I would get COVID positive, I never thought it could be life threatening for me, ever. But when I was in 14 days, all I knew is the present condition. I was not worrying about future. I was not worrying about my past anymore. I was in present and I was realizing that how important it is to cherish every single moment. You leave the beloved time. You leave every single moment. How important it is to enjoy and to be fully present it. Because we're always either worrying about or anxious about our future, or we are being always thinking and anxious about what's happened to you in our past. We have never being in a fully present in our current circumstances. We never even, you know, express that how much we love and how much we care about those people whom we really love. And we simply let them pass away. This is not how it should be. And I understand this importance while I was in a COVID positive time.
0: Wow. This was a really wow.
1: great moment.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right, right. So this is how it goes like and every single day I found something even more more beautiful things to be to get ahead. So one day, you know, I just uh, I was just it was probably it was my seventh seventh a day, yes, of my COVID, which uh, at the same time the symptom has to be going very, very high. they're supposed to be like this because it's the huge point of COVID period. And uh, I was struggling all night because I was in high fever. Uh I even you know slipped out from in the washroom and I just got started badly in my rib cages. And I was You know, I'm in Spain at that time, a nurse was there with me whole day and night. And I just found out that one man has been recently hospitalized in the same uh, floor which I was in, in just a one room next after me. And I could hear the screaming sounds that he is in pain and screaming all night because he was maybe around like maybe fifty or sixty he's not a very young man. He uh, he was a middle aged man and he was screaming in a pain, he was coughing and he was was Saying that, call my family, call my family. I'm in pain, I'm in pain. And uh, I was feeling like, what could I do for him? I was not able to get out of bed at that time. So by the time I was stable, I just walked out of my room and I went to him and I greeted him, Hey, hello, how are you? And he was like, Hey, how are you? You're so young, and what, what are you doing here? I said, I am having a trip over here for 14 days. I'm enjoying it. How are you? And I just found out you were screaming last night and I just got really, you know, get worried about you. So I just thought, how are you now? And I just realized that people over there, like, tell to me, you know, I was, I'm worried. I'm worried because my daughter is just got married and I am supposed to be there with her because it's a festive season. And being a father, I am the only one. And she's the only daughter for, for us and I have to do, like, he was worrying about his future planning. Right? He was very constantly worried about and scared about that. So this made me realize that life is very precious. Life is very precious. If a person right next after me is screaming all because he was scared about his daughter or he was worried about his son, I guess they are. It, it is too short to worry. It's very, very, very small. So true. True. Wise, I while very highly energized. And I wow. wow. positive. But I even recovered more quicker than anyone else in the room. I tend to remind myself every single day. One thing, very very carefully, that in India, something is good is happening for you. Something good is about to happen for you. God has a bigger, and better plan for you. Trust it. Have faith in us. Be grateful about it. And just not worried about what can go wrong, and just be excited about what can go right. And I was a single day reminding me this, this two shell will pass, this two shell will pass, everything is temporary. When life is temporary, then how can anything in life can be temporary, can, can be permanent? It's, it's Absolutely. Temporary. You know what? Bigger the struggle bigger bigger the will be. Improved. So don't worry about it. And you know what? Sometimes people have this very misconception about the thing which we call a God's planning. They think when a God is doing something, then they're not supposed to be set. They are not supposed to go through pain because God is so there. This is the God's planning. Why I'm going through pain? Why I'm going through a sadness? Why I'm going through this negative and tumultuous the time environment? The but what they don't understand, sometimes God's planning comes in a package with a pain. And it is important because without the process of struggle, your wings cannot be strengthened to fly higher. And that is important. Sometimes God has to do something within you. It has to do something change within you before he does something through you. So I never thought back then that I will be interviewed this way and I will be honored to be on your show. And I'll be sharing my valuable keys, which I learned and what I it all the way long. And see, I'm here. So if God is something doing from me, Initially, he changed something within me. True. And that's how I'm, I'm very sure about if it could change one life, if it could inspire even one person out there who's listening to me, it's worth it. My struggles have been worth it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And with this, let me first uh, say thanks to all the viewers. There are many comments. Let me just share them. Uh, they started right from the beginning so aniket kumar says hey guys uh, hey, akhele Achilles says hi, hi. deep hi, alu Wale says hi yeah she's actually with me in quarantine <laughs>
1: uh
0: hi, komal hi. says that's your sister right yeah right,
1: right
0: yeah because i heard her name uh sandhya rocks yeah absolutely survivor yes deep i'm a fighter i'm a
1: fighter a powerful fighter that's why i'm a healer and warrior both
0: akhilesh not much i think this was during the uh the part where i said to check your headphones so we'll just ignore that for now and linkedin user uh yeah. So like I, I told earlier, and I'm telling this to the audience as well, StreamYard has a choice of how they present the comments. So so thank you, LinkedIn user.
1: Uh, I would just like to uh, tell you some, like a uh, few things that I want to share with, like two things that I want to share with my audience.
0: Sure. Good.
1: Am I, am I audible, like uh, if my voice is good? Yes. All right, so one thing that I already shared, a message from my side, a grateful soul can even find a comfort in adversity, and a companion soul can even find adversity and comfort. The second message I want to give is this is a message which my friend Anike, who is there, has shared to me when I was at that time hospitalized for 14 days. And this is certainly is something that really changed my perspective at that time. And I am so grateful to him because he shared to me and I am now can capable enough to share with all of you. So this is set like it is said by the Hill, Hale and it goes like every adversity, every failure, every heartbreak that is within uh, the seeds of an equal and greater opportunity. Have faith and don't give
0: up. Wow. Awesome. That is awesome. Fantastic. And <laughs> there are a few more comments. Uh, Akhilesh, now that's Komal says, well done, Miss Sandhya. Now, again, these are, uh, yeah, and the LinkedIn user sends a lot of love. Definitely, definitely fantastic. All right, so uh, we're almost at the tail end of the session. And uh, Sandhya, you, I mean, you know, at many points, uh, specifically, The place where you mentioned about, you know, how you cannot move your hands and fingers and your body. Specifically, that particular scene, I can still imagine where Komal is holding up your hand and your hand goes down. It would be shit scary for anybody to not just in your point of view, of course, but to your sister as well to see that happening. You know, it's very, very scary. And uh, we are all glad that you are here healthy and uh, on my show sharing that uh, and all the things that have happened, uh, you know, over the 14 days and before that as well. So COVID is definitely quite tricky because we just don't know how it impacts whom in what ways and at how much, you know the intention. So you've been through, uh, you know, it. it's more for you. And hats off to your uh, positivity, optimism that you had all the while, specifically, not just for you, for spreading it to the rest of the folks, even to the, you know, we always forget that the healthcare staff also needs a lot of optimism and positivity. And when they see one of the, again, I'll not term you as patient, but one of their uh, care members as, uh, you know, happy and smiling, I'm sure they get a lot of optimism in themselves and, you know, make sure that they survive their days. So not only you gave it to the patients, or the other patients, because you're not one, but you also made sure that you, I'm sure you made uh, nurses and doctors days better as well. Fantastic. Now, with that, I want to ask you one question that I ask all my guests: uh, Is that, Sanjay, do you believe that stories impact? You know, when we share stories to people, do you think that they impact? If yes, why so? Yes, I absolutely believe that story
1: does impact and influence. And the reason why I believe is here's a proof. That's why I am, I am here um, in your show and everyone can see me and I can share So you see, I had this story and this is the reason why I had this story. I am able to inspire other people out there. They are able to draw a sense of hope, a positivity and faith and, and show that there is always a blessing in disguise we never need. So this is the reason why I strongly believe a story helps people understand that there is still some hope and we
0: should never give up. Fantastic. Fantastic. Wonderful. And of course, for all my viewers who are watching live now, thank you very much. And the ones who are going to watch later, you can connect with Sandhya. Both her IDs, the Facebook ID and the Instagram ID, are part of these sessions. So you can watch it on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube. We are all live together. And you want to connect with her because there are many, like the whole idea is that, you know, if you feel that, you know, someone is in COVID, someone needs that assistance, you know, someone needs that uh, assistance on how exactly Sandhya turned the tables around, you know, not just for her, for many people, please do connect with her. Of course, she's a self healer. You can, of course, get in touch with her to get more of it. And uh, Sandhya, may I just ask you one more time to say that wonderful statement about wisdom? And uh, I'm sorry, I, f- I forgot that there were two yes. things that you said.
1: Yes, I would like to share it again for
0: sure. Yes. The,
1: one, the, one message, the first message is every adversity, every failure, and every heartbreak carries within the seed of an equal and greater approach the second message, a grateful soul can even find a comfort in adversity, like complaining
0: soul can even find adversity in comfort. Yeah, that's the one. The second one is just amazing for me. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to put it as a quote as well. Of course, quoting Sandhya below that. So with that, uh, I would really love to thank all the viewers who are watching and thank you everyone for all your comments and uh you know taking time to watch this amazing another amazing impactful show and if you want to connect with me and share your story you know where to look out for me and if you want to connect with Sandhya and connect with her and learn more about how she is you know improving her life day by day better how she uses the affirmations and how she does all the things please do connect with her as well. there any last words from your side for the show? Right,
1: right. And this is for you. Sorry? This is for you, Amir.
0: Oh, okay. So sweet. Thank you. Uh,
1: Actually, I'm very uh, happy and I'm very, I really appreciate your mission of inspiring other people's lives and sharing even one story that impacts even one's life. You know, I will, my mother has been a very integral and very crucial part of my life because she is my role model. I look up to her, she is my inspiration. And I always say this, you know, whoever I am today, I owe it to my mother. Every single thing i learned in my life, the wisdom I have applied, again, everything that comes out from my mother. So my mother had told me once in my childhood that you know what, Sonia, you're gonna make a story one day of your life and that going to inspire millions. i for sure guarantee the one day that will come very soon but the, when you just reached out to me for the storytelling interview and i agreed for that because it remembers me the words of my mother That one day when she said to me your health which is maybe not good now like gonna inspire something something you never know Wow. Thank you for giving me And I really appreciate you for continue to be thrive and shine on your mission and your journey. God bless you. And God bless everyone watching. And
0: we just to for here. Fantastic. Fantastic. I think it's your mother's blessing on you as well as it is imparted on me by you coming on to my show. I always love my guests a lot because not only you need to be a little vulnerable, uh, you're going to share your story with a lot of people. You really do not know how many people watch it. and But the most important thing, like your mother said, and like I say it now as well, the idea for this show was very simple. If you can impact one person watching this story, of course, I am one person who gets impacted with everyone's story. But other than me, if anybody gets impacted, and you know, if we can change one life, even for a day, You know, we got that thing. So thank you very much to your mom for getting you your lovely upbringing so that you can come here and share the story. And uh, thank you very much, Sandhya, once again. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the evening.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Have a good
0: day. Yeah. And thank you, everyone. And you'll see me next time. Hopefully, I can do a next show next week or maybe next to next week once I'm in Melbourne. All right, see you guys. Signing off. Bye-bye.
1: All right, bye. Take care, everyone. God bless.